Kobe passed. Mm-hmm. Yo, mm-hmm. I was I was honestly at work yeah. when it happened, yeah. and people was running in from the break room like, "Oh my God, did you hear? Did you hear?" Yep. Kobe passed. I'm like, Kobe who? Yeah, like not Kobe Bryant. Like it's only one Kobe. That's that know. we know, right? Like and all the Kobe and that we you're know. You're not talking bro. about that Kobe. It's a fact. So bro. they like, yeah, Kobe Bryant. I'm like, nah. So I yeah. hit the socials. Mm-hmm. I go on Twitter. I'm just seeing everybody posting the same thing, same thing, same thing. Oh, right. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. So I'm like, nah, mm-hmm. nah. I ain't jacking that. Nah. I ain't jacking that. Nah. So I leave. I go into the break room because I got a TV in the break room. Okay. So I go, everybody in there just cuddled around the TV, Find just TV watching. I'm at. like, yeah. nah. Uh-huh. And one of my coworkers just broke down and started crying. Bro, like, it, it. I think that was one of the realest that we really, that in our generation that we felt because it was like, like I said, I was in South Dakota when I found out. And I heard, I mean, one of my guys had sent me the text and I, I was like, yeah, whatever. Because you know how there's always like tweets about fake news, about people yeah, passing yeah. and all this stuff. So I'm like... Stop playing with that man's life mm-hmm. like that. Come on, man. Um, and the night before, he was with LeBron right. at the at the you know at the Staples. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, cool. Like you know, he's celebrating milestones and all this stuff. Like with LeBron, it's great. Love to see it. And then I got news that like maybe him and like all of his girls passed, and I was like, no, ain't no way. I said, nah, this is a joke. This got to be a joke. And then it came out that him and his younger his. The middle daughter um, passed away, mm-hmm. um, and I said, "Nah, like this." I think that one hit differently because it was really like, you know, he was died doing something he loved. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, I felt like it was avoidable. I think that was the biggest thing. Like it was so avoidable. You know yeah. what I mean? As the news came out and how it happened, we were like, "Damn, this it didn't have to happen like this, bro." Right. But I don't think like people really knew the impact of what he did to. People that love sports, people that love Kobe, people that love to win. Mm-hmm. Like you think winning, you think of sports, you think of basketball. I guess you could say in a whole. You think of Nike, you think of Jordan, you think of Kobe. Mm-hmm. Then after LeBron and your Kades and all mm-hmm. that. But you think of those two names because you like. It's kind of like it's in sync. Nike it Kobe, goes hand in like hand. It's hand in hand. Yeah, bro. It's like it's like peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it, it definitely hit our culture, man. So. We're gonna be reeling from this one for a minute, man. And also another crazy thing about when when Kobe passed, uh-huh. he was just at. I mean, he was at a lot of events yeah. prior to him him retiring. Right. But one of the biggest events that he was at was um Diddy's party. Yeah, I want to say it was his fiftieth. It was his fiftieth. It was and his 50th. he had everybody was there. Everybody. Bro. So imagine everybody. being at a party with somebody, and then a month or two later they pass. They they that's gone. your that's your last time enjoying that person in a in a in a high you know what I mean um, magnitude mm-hmm. you know what I mean that in that realm mm-hmm. and then the next you hear so you know they didn't make it or they passed right. away and like, and that's one of the reasons why you know me being a part of the nightlife yeah I tell people whether you celebrating a birthday mm-hmm. whether you just celebrating life whether mm-hmm. you celebrating you got a promotion you got right. a new car you got a bonus, whatever mm-hmm. you celebrating, do it. You have to, bro. Do it, because like, you never know. Life fleeting, man. Like it's no longer like you here today, you going tomorrow. You here today, and you going today. Yeah, like, that <laughs> ain't no more. <laughs> of that real. tomorrow, you know what I mean? Like you here today, you going today. So you right, like you know, you live every day like it's your birthday. You turn mm-hmm. up, you have a good time because you can't take all this stuff with you when it's gone. That's you a know fact. What I mean, so you got to enjoy it while you got it, bro. So, that is a fact. Yeah, man. But like I said, that 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 news just. It's heavy. It's heavy, bro. <laughs> it's news, heavy. That news just just it's heavy. Just hit different. Yeah. Um it, for it those the, you know what I mean? 
for those who are tuning in, it I guess you can call it breaking news. Yeah. I I wanna say it's official. It's official. I guess you could say it's official, it's official bro. that um Virgil, are you pronouncing his last name? Ablo. 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 Yeah. Uh has uh transcended yeah. and um at the very young age of 41 years old. Mm-hmm. So we do want to send out deepest condolences, prayers over his friends, family, and close ones. Mm-hmm. And someone like him, he, like you said, he he has so much of an impact on everything. Right. Because when it comes to fashion, mm-hmm. fashion plays a role in everything when Literally. it comes to movies when it comes to to music when yep. it comes to everything yep so it's just everything just goes hand in hand so um whether you know it or not Virgil might have had his hand in designing something yep. that most of us own absolutely so absolutely it's like you know it's it, it's also going to be a a sad thing when it comes to, you know, being that he passed mm-hmm. and, you know, people trying to get his merch off. Yeah, I thought about that, you, you know, know. it's I like, definitely thought about that. I'm I'm not really a, a fan of those, but right. Right. Um, if you do own something that he designed or mm-hmm. that he, he created, cherish it. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it's, not it's the only that, right thing to do. Yeah, I don't think it's something that you should kind of, you know, go ahead and pawn off and like, hey, I want to make $1,500. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make $2,000, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Like you said, like, it's something that he took his time, you know what I mean, his his, his time to create, to craft um, into something that was beautiful in a form of art, you know what right. I mean? In the form of fashion. Mm-hmm. So I think, like you said, yeah, you should hold on to it near and dear, man. Cherish it. Like, you know, um, he impacted the music industry big. We know this, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I, I mean, I've seen countless pieces of art that he's created. He actually, when I was in Japan, um, in Tokyo, he he has a flagship store out there, off-white flagship store. And it was crazy because the way the store is set up, it's not really like a store. It's more like a museum. It's nice. like a museum. So you really feel like you're getting the experience when you walk in there. Even the cups of water that he has that you're able to get a cup of water, it's like off-white brand. Mm-hmm. So you're like... Like you, you even want to cherish the cup, right? You know what I mean? It's plastic, you know what I mean? You throw it away, but it's like, nah, I want to hold that cup. I want to take mm-hmm. that cup, away. right, right, right. You know what I mean? Because he did that, he made it. It's kind of like um, you look at the Kanyes and all that, you know, the people that, have, you know, came under him. Virgil kind of helped create that type of fashion the lane lane for Kanye, right? You know what I mean? And so, essentially, there would be no fashion lane where we see Ye now without Virgil. Mm-hmm. There won't be, you know. What I mean, the art that you see on on the covers of of CDs and whatnot, that Uzi Uzi, um, I think Love is Rage or something of that nature, that album cover is Virgil. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, um, you know, Watch the Throne, Virgil. Right. Like, he did that. You know, what I mean. So it's countless other things he's done. So I don't want people to only think, well, fashion is affected by Virgil. No, black culture is affected by Virgil. That is a fact. You know, um, but we send our condolences, man. We have to, you know, um. To his children, especially in the, it's a holiday season, right? You know, people always want to be around their loved ones. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's really hard to lose a loved one in any capacity um, in the holiday season. I mean, you know, more specifically in the holiday season, because like I said, you know, you want to be around your loved ones, your family. You want to be able to do things with them, create new memories, and unfortunately, he was kind of snatched away. So, right. Um, 
Yeah. We're going to love and miss him, but we're going to have to cherish his art and we're going to have to do right by him as a culture, as a people, and educate those that are coming up under us about what he brought to the table, about who he is, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and kind of push his legacy and continue on with his legacy. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be right without acknowledging that mm-hmm. um, because there are people who listen and they either did not know or they you know, living under a rock. Right. So I just want to put that out into the universe Mm -hmm. to let the listeners know, to let the world know that we do care. And rest in peace. Absolutely, bro. Rest in peace to Virgil, man. So with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Welcome to another episode of the Silent Noise Podcast. I'm your host, CJ. And today... I don't want to call you a guest because <laughs> um it's you know we just kicking it. Kicking but, it, bro. It's fast. Um I got a very long time mm-hmm. childhood friend yes, of mine here today. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Joe in yes, the building. Sir. Yes, sir, yes, sir. So we've been friends for I wanna say Jeez, since Jeez. like damn 03 maybe gotta be 03 03. gotta be gotta be gotta be, gotta be. we go back from Jeez. like sixth grade yes bro and that was oh that God. was <laughs> that was a minute ago bro this was a half minute ago bro. that was a minute ago yeah 0302 safe to say for and sure. for sure while we were in school during that time you know we were in junior high school yep and it's 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 funny about hearing the transition mm. from going from elementary to junior high to high school right. to college. Yeah. So, of course, when you're in elementary school, um, you know, you're pretty much still a child. Yeah. And you don't really know what's going on. But mm. then once you get to junior high school, it's like your hormones start going crazy. Everything, bro. Uh, you don't really know what's going on. Right. <laughs> You're in school with a bunch of people that, you know, you might have went to the previous school with. Right. But people but... are now changing and coming into themselves. Exactly. You know I mean? yeah. So then, um, I don't really know how we met. Honestly, um, I, I can't remember for the life because Because we were all in the same circle at a point in time. Right. You know I mean? um, so, because actually, it was myself, uh-huh. you, yep. and actually Rohan. Shouts bro, to Rohan. Yeah, Shouts, bro. Yeah. Shouts out to Rohan. Shouts so out to Ro, we were like the three musketeers. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> so I you didn't see Ro, you didn't see That's one crazy. without the other. You yeah. didn't see two without one. Yeah, like it was sir. always us three. <laughs> so um, oh, wow. We were always you know like inseparable, bro. That's yeah, we were we we would you know we weren't terrorists. No, nah, we wasn't terrorists, but we was definitely little hooligans at a point in time. Right, right, little hooligans. Right. Yeah. So. Um, and I know when I first met you, mm-hmm. and since that day that I've met you, it's like you always was like real lively, life of the party, Gotta be, bro. high energy, <laughs> high frequency. I'm like, nah, it's something about him. Yes, sir. But buddy. I, but I, but I fuck with it. You know it. You feel you me? Know it, you know so, it. So, um, and I want to say. Did you stay? You didn't stay there, did you? You left nah, after? Nah, I left, bro. I left. Was I it that up, year bro. or? That year, I got kicked out. 
Okay. 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 Because okay, okay. a backstory, see, I got kicked <laughs> out, bro. That okay, was a little okay. too much of a hooligan. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I ended up. Um, I want to say it was something like. It was like a fire drill that we had at the school or something towards that degree. And mm-hmm. me and somebody else got caught sneaking out of the school. And mm. um, they suspended us. I came back, got in a fight, and then they were like, yeah, can't do it no more. Right. I went to a Christian school after that. Mm-hmm. Got kicked out of that school in seventh grade. Sheesh. And then eighth grade, I went to school in Brooklyn. I graduated from there. My parents were like, yeah, we done with this. <laughs> we, they, no, we can't do this. Like, we keep, right. We're not having it, bro. Right, right. So after that, then I went to high school and then, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, bro, right. it's a... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got kicked out, bro. <laughs> never got kicked out for sure because I never I never got back to asking like yo whatever happened back yeah, you know bro. like 10, 15 years ago yeah, but yeah. um but it's nice to know that well I mean it's not a good thing yeah, but right. you know it's it's good to know what actually happened right right, right because right. it was like you were here and then I wasn't and then I want to say we got we linked back together mm-hmm. in College. It was college. It was college, bro. BMC. It definitely was college. Because I was at BMCC at the time. I don't know how, how, but it was like, you know how you would meet someone, mm-hmm. say, today. Right. And you don't see that person for like another 20 years. Right. And right. they might, you know, look different or yeah. they might, you know, they might not recognize they you. Might so not. you got to like come up to them and be like, oh, bro. did you go to such and such? Or did you work at? Or whatever, whatever. <laughs> so when... Now, mind you, mm-hmm. the last time I saw you was in sixth grade. That's a fact. That's a fact. Fast forward another, say, 15 Jeez, years. Definitely 15 years after that, bro. I walk into BMCC. Yeah. yeah. I walk into the lunchroom. Because <laughs> you know the lunchroom right there. That was literally it, bro. <laughs> and I see Joe in the lunchroom. Yo, and I'm like, is, yeah. That, yeah. is that Joe? That's my guy. That's my guy. And I went up to you. And you was just like, yo, what's what good, up, bro? Like, like yo, good? like, it was no, like, yo, who where I know you from? from? Like, what's up, bro? like, who's Miz is this? Yeah, like, nah. My guy. <laughs> like, who is this? That's a fact. That's a fact. And I'm like, yo. And it was like, it's like, nothing ever changed. Never. It was like, never I saw you the day before, and then yeah. I seen you that day. Yeah. Never missed a beat, bro. I'm never like, nah. And ever since that day, mm-hmm. it's like, we just kept going with kept the friendship. Kept going with the friendship, bro. We kept going. We never missed a beat after that, bro. So yeah. with that, with that, with that school, yeah. Um, you basically, you know, introduced me to a lot of your friends, yeah, or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. And I got cool with them. Um, a couple, a couple of them, I, I still speak to okay, here and there. Okay. Bad, bad, um, bad. you know, on social media, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, that being in that in that school actually also had an impact on my life as far as it being right there by Soho. Right. And right. Um, I used to be in Soho a lot, a lot. whether it was shopping, mm-hmm. whether it was um, just walking around, looking at different buildings. Casually just looking. Looking yeah. at, um, looking at art. Yeah. Because you know, um, no whole Soho is right. That right, whole area, yeah. that finance district down mm-hmm. there, meatpacking district, it's mm-hmm. all over there. So right. There's a lot going on over there. So, um, I know, um, I actually didn't finish. Oh, yeah, me neither, bro. Me <laughs> so, neither. I'm a, I'll put it out there, bro. So the story um, behind that too. I can get right. into that. I'll tell you that, bro. <laughs> so um, so then I want to say we basically parted ways again. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, but we still kept in touch. Right. Social media. Yeah. Social media. So I don't remember the last time prior to a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. that we've seen each other in person. It wasn't. That was only a couple but, weeks ago. It was always a, 
we keep in contact via yeah. social media. Yeah. And it was like, when you were in town, right? we would talk about, yo, we got a link, we got, we got a link, link but, but it, it never happened. happened. Yeah. Never happened. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, again, you reached out to me, yes, social sir. media, yes, sir. and you were like, you were in town. So, you know, going back to the mm-hmm. whole Virgil passing, yeah. it's like, you really got to cherish the moments, you the got, moments and you also have to cherish the people around you mm-hmm. and just take advantage of them when you can. That's a fact, bro. So in my head, I'm like, yo, honestly, I feel like we have to make it uh, a way that we can link. That's a fact. It's it, like, it has to happen. Right. One way or the other. So I said, you know what? And again, um, I, when I'm being a part of the nightlife, mm-hmm. I want to, my job is to make sure everybody's happy. Everybody's having fun, right, enjoying right. themselves, you know, whether, like you celebrate in life, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Cool. So I said, you know what? I was actually going out mm-hmm. um, a few days later to a party. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Come through. Right. So you were like, bet. And we enjoyed ourselves that, that night. That was a great night, bro. That was, <laughs> was a great a, night, a good man. night. You know, That's it was definitely R&B, a great night, man. You know, women, <laughs> yep. drinks, hookah, you know, it was, it was, it was a calm night. Very much. Very so much so. Um, seeing you seeing you um interact with my friends yeah. at the party, and it really just brought back. Uh, nostalgia moment of mm-hmm. when I first met you. Yeah. So you always be in the life of the party and, you know, it's no, like, awkwardness. Nah, it was just, that. like, you never just that. being yourself mm-hmm. and everybody's coming up to me like, yo, who's that? Who's that? I'm like, yo, that's my boy Joe. Uh, uh, yo, I fuck with him. I love his energy. energy. Great. <laughs> energy. I'm like, yeah, that's my man. That's what he does. That's you feel me? So it's like, and being another person from Queens. Right. That's a fact. In a Brooklyn party mm-hmm. because I'm I'm always the outcast. Bro, trust <laughs> I, me, I'm the I same go, way, bro. I had a new Queens hat, bro. It don't get more outcast than that. That's bro. what I'm saying. You feel me? So, they know when I'm in Brooklyn and I'm in these Brooklyn parties that I'm from Queens. Yeah. So they even shout me out in the mic. Yeah. And you know when they oh Anybody from Bronx? Anybody from you Queens, know? Uh, uh, like, anybody from Queens? Like, yeah, we here. And What's it's just up? me. Yeah, it's just me. Yeah. And it's just like when I when I first started going out there, mm-hmm. it was a little awkward because I didn't really know how they would um, embrace me right. to their you know their culture. culture. Yeah. So I'm like, um, but then once once I warmed up, once they warmed up to me, mm-hmm. it was just like we became a, a a unit. We became a family. That's all. It really so, means. um, so I basically had you come out that night because anybody that's around me, if you're in my circle, mm-hmm. there's a reason why. That's a fact. So I brought you out that night and everybody was just having a good time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had said to you, I'm like, listen, I got a podcast. I want you to come through. You did say that. And just, we just kick it. Facts. You feel me? Casual combo, bro. So, um, before we get into, into, your backstory and mm-hmm. how we got here. Right. Um, I know last episode 
actually has Storm on here. Yes. Shouts out to Storm, man. Happy and belated birthday. Right, you know right, I mean? right. She did a thing on her birthday, so happy belated for sure. And um, I had said that I had a special announcement. Mm -hmm. So, as of October 28th, and it took a, it actually took a while for me to to do it mm. because it was just like built up and it was just only a certain it was just a it was only a um a certain amount of um it was a limit to basically how much I could take okay so basically as of October 28th mm. I officially ended up quitting my job okay bad well, one of my jobs. Okay, bad, bad. <laughs> not all my sources. One of my things, jobs. Because, you know, jobs, you know, as a New Yorker... Facts. You need multiple everybody, hustles. Multiple, multiple hustles. sources of income. That's a fact. So, you know, a fact. you know how I go here. But mm -hmm. my main my main job, mm -hmm. I officially, October 28th, mm -hmm. finished. Okay. Finished. Bad. I gave them almost the 19th of this month, November, uh -huh. would have made five years. Word. Would have made five years. Um, I won't time. get into where exactly I work. Right, right, right. Um, but it was up there. Okay. You feel that's me? Fair. That's, so, fair. that's fair. It was, if you it know, was you know. There. Right. If you know, you know. Right. So, um, as far as that, mm -hmm. like, it took so much out of me mentally, physically, emotionally, yeah. and I just couldn't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. So, even when I, when I tell people, to this day, people come to me and they're like, oh, you know, I need this, I need that. And I'm like, I don't. I don't work there anymore. Yeah, I'm not. And you're like, what, wait, what? You you left? Pardon me. You left there? What? Yeah, Why? I had to. And I'm like, yo, I I had to protect my mental. Right, yo, yo. And and that's the main the main factor in that, and and that is the part that people don't understand mm -hmm. with working with that job is you really gotta go in there with a certain mindset. Yep. Like I tell people all the time, people hit me up. And tell me that, yo, I just started there or I'm about to start there. Mm -hmm. I just applied. And I tell them straight up, I don't sugarcoat shit. I okay. tell them, listen, if you are not mentally, physically, and emotionally prepared to, to get into some shit, mm -hmm. don't even bother. Right. Don't even bother. Because you are about to experience something that you've never experienced before. In your entire life. So... um. I don't want to say I was like the Kobe of of my right. job, but I, I mastered it. I'm up there. I'm I up mastered there it, right. and and I was good at I was good at my job, mm -hmm. and um and I just couldn't take it anymore. Right. It got to the point where I had to get a therapist mm -hmm. involved. Mm -hmm. Um. Shouts to Storm again because Shouts she actually Storm. linked me with the uh, the therapist. That's dope. And That's dope. Um, you know, as 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 a black male, mm -hmm. it kind of was like a different feeling. Yep. When it came to speaking with a therapist, because yep. off rip, we're we're it's not normal that you talk about. Oh, I'm going to see a therapist. No, or I'm, I, I want to see a therapist. And our community is frowned upon. Right. So we're living in a time now where we need to protect our mental. Yep. That's what you got. So because I, I feel like it was normal for white people to yeah. talk about it, to discuss yeah. it amongst their peers. And it's like 
why can't we do it? Mm. You know, that's the problem, though. That's 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 the problem. So, I just put my pride to the side and I mm-hmm. said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. All right, give it a try. So, I did it, and you know, because of COVID, you know, we did it virtually, right? Which I was fine with, mm-hmm. and um, because she's actually uh, located in another state. Oh, perfect. So it worked so, out easy, right? right. So, um, but I actually did want to have an in-person it's very different because it's very, very different it brings out a different side of you it does it, it does. and i mean even on the phone it, it also yeah. did bring us um uh, out a different side of me mm-hmm. but it was it was really different yeah so yes, you know talking to her and then she's it was like she was just breaking down different stuff that i didn't even think about yeah. and i'm like wait hold on i didn't even know that's what that, that, that's that was what the reason is, because I'm like, nah, you you good. Mm-hmm. You it's good. Tri- it's triggers. It's different triggers, bro. That's a fact. Yeah, so I'm triggers. like, nah, like, why didn't I think about doing this Sooner. years ago? Sooner, bro. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way. So, um, you know, even with 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 my friends, they mm-hmm. they started noticing I was moving different. I was, you yeah. know, stuff like yeah. that. So, um, Shouts to my therapist. Mm-hmm. She she actually she I mean of course she's certified and right. trained to do it, but she actually did a good job mm-hmm. because I'm 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 real tough to crack. Mm-hmm. Pause if needed. Pause. But um, <laughs> but big pause. But she 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 did her thing. Yeah, you got and and I'm 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 so grateful for her. Mm-hmm. And that's actually you know when it comes time to holidays and yeah. That's that's one of the things that I actually was was am mm-hmm. not even was am grateful for mm-hmm. is is her because she she had me thinking she had me we had some deep conversations mm-hmm. and that I I haven't even I never even had with my own family my own friends right. and I'm just like yo that that is crazy you know is is that's a real topic bro like and you know. <laughs> I love talking about stuff like this. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, <clears throat> as a black man in America, like I said, it's frowned upon in our community. Mental health is now becoming a thing where in the past few years, because it's always been around. Clearly, your mental has always right. been around from right. the time you've been born. But I I feel like more so in the times that we live in it now, is now where we're discussing, okay, protect the black man. Um Protect the man, the, the black man's mental. Talk about this. Talk about that. Find an outlet for this. Find an outlet for that. But years ago, this wasn't the case. You know what I mean? With our fathers, with our uncles, this wasn't the case mm-hmm. at all. You know, I'm coming from a military background. Right. You know what I mean? So I know, I, I know structure. I know what that looks like. I'm in the military. Right. In the Air Force. I know what structure looks like. I've done it for over 10 years. Right. You feel me? So... There was a, and bro, when I tell you, a lot of people don't know, but the truth is, there was a lot of days where that mental, yeah, it goes. Mm-hmm. It goes, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been stationed in X amount of places, um, and places that not, that's not meant for us as black people. Right. Like, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I done felt the racism. I done dealt with the racism. I've encountered it on different levels. Um, I've been through the emotional pain, like, and I'm very open about what I've been through. Mm-hmm. I've been through a divorce, mm-hmm. a terrible one at that. Right. You know, um, I've been through messed up situations with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been through really hard deaths. Yeah. You know, so 
it was kind of like, and this is all while being in the military. Yeah. So it is, it's all being thrown at you. And what you're supposed to do as a black man is decompartmentalize it. Mm-hmm. Put it in the back of your mind, but continue to do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, so party in the front, BS in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, but I got to a place where I was like, nah, you know what? Um, if I don't handle this right now, <laughs> I'm going to crumble. I'm going to crumble, bro. Yeah. And what ended up happening was um, this happened maybe in 2000 and we in 21. It's happened in maybe 18, 2018, 19. Okay. Um, I pretty much just checked myself in with my um my therapist. Like when I say checked myself in, I came to a screeching halt. Um, and it was at that point because I was drinking excessively, mm-hmm. like beyond what I should even be doing. Mm-hmm. Going to work smelling like henny, like coming through my pores, and everyone's like. We know you to be a high energy guy, right? right? We know you as Joe. This you know life of the party, mm-hmm. and that wasn't me. Like I wasn't even feeling like myself. Like mm-hmm. I was falling asleep at work. I was crying when I'm going home. I'm listening to sad songs. Like I'm just like Yo, I'm over it. I mentally, emotionally, have nothing else to give. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started popping pills. I started popping oxy's. Started popping perks. Started doing all this craziness, mm-hmm. and. It starts changing who you are as a person, right? right? It starts changing. You add all these variables that's not really even supposed to be there. Um, so much so that I overdosed. Mm. I overdosed, right? And when I say overdose, for those that are listening, I physically like took too many pills, mm. like physically. And at that point, when I came to, you know, thank God that He gave me a second chance at life. But when I came to, I realized that yo, I'm I'm down so bad that I. Did I just try to commit suicide? Mm-hmm. Like, did I just try to do that? Like, there's no coming back from this. Like, did I really did I try to do this? Yeah. And at that point, when I, I went to the hospital, um, well, I was taken to the hospital. Um, shouts out to a lot of my good friends, but um, my girlfriend Tim, shout out to Tim, man. He's he's in the army now, but um he took me to the hospital. And now was this hospital? This was in this was in Japan. Okay. This was in Japan. Okay. And he took me to the hospital. This is after I went through the divorce and everything. Like right, right after it happened. Okay. Um, so I'm dealing with that. I'm dealing with deaths. I'm dealing with work. I'm dealing with all types of other stuff. And I'm a supervisor at work on top of that. So I'm dealing with mm. my troops' issues in their lives. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I gotta combat all this stuff. And I got to the hospital and I remember the the nurse kind of asking, you know, what's going on? What are you here for? And he had said suicide ideation. And that's when it hit me like, yo, I'm really down bad. Like, mm. oh my gosh. I was like, wait, did I really did I really reach the end of the rope? Like, this is it. It doesn't get worse than this. The only thing worse than this is death. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, all I'm thinking is darkness. And that's when that was the point where I realized two things. Well, three things. One, you have a problem. Two, you need to seek help. And three, you need a therapist. Right. You need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Because clearly, whatever you've been doing ain't working. Right. Right. So that's when I realized, okay, that's when I said I need to check myself into a therapist. Mm-hmm. I need to talk because the resources is there. It's just, are you going to use it or not? You know what this I mean? True. Like, money is never an issue when it comes to my mental health or health in general. Right. I don't give a damn. Like, it could be hundreds of thousand dollars. I'm paying it in order for me to be healthy and mm-hmm. mentally aware. Mm-hmm. Period. You feel me? Um. So when I did that, I started really seeing a change in myself. And I mean, I was consistent with it because that's another thing. It's just like the gym. You got to be consistent if you want to see change, right? Yeah. So I was consistent. I went once a week and then I started going once every two weeks when I started feeling better. They put me on pills at a point in time, like when I first started like antidepressants to kind of like mellow you out. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the feeling. I didn't like feeling like, <laughs> I guess you could say like controlled. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I didn't like knowing that I'm taking pills to control me. Like, no, like I'm not being myself. Right. I'm being, I want to be unapologetically Joe. Okay. You know what I mean? So um, I told my therapist, hey, I kind of want to ease over this stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go away from this. Let's take a different approach. She started telling me to, you know, go out more. And when I when she said go out more, not on dates, none of that stuff. Like, have fun with yourself. Mm-hmm. Go out. Learn enjoy who life. you are. Learn, like, enjoy life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, start loving yourself. And this was the question that I that I posted to some of the listeners um, and that I posted to some of my friends and my family. Do you love yourself? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Because I really genuinely didn't know what it looked like. Right. I asked her, I said, what does that look like? Because I know I sound crazy, but I really don't know what it looks like. She said, honestly, it's taking time for yourself and really genuinely appreciating you mm-hmm. for who you are. Learning all of your flaws, appreciating those flaws, and moving forward in life. Because whatever you went through in your life is not a prison sentence. It's a lesson. Right. You don't got to be in jail because of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I went through this stuff in my life. I've made mistakes. You know what I mean? I've hurt people in my past. That's vice versa. But it's not a it's not a prison sentence, bro. Like, you're not serving time. Yeah. It's just a lesson. As long as you learn from it, you can get over the hump. So now I'm in a place in my life where I'm able to talk about this stuff I've been through and I want to help other people, you feel me? So I try to use a lot of my networking and the resources that I have to push on the other black men say, yo, bro, it's cool. Like, you want to hit me up in the morning? You want to talk? You want to get coffee? You want to whatever, bro? Like, you want to go to the gym? Let's mm-hmm. do that. But I don't want you to suffer in silence. Right. Because that shit, part of my friends, but it will crumble you. Mm-hmm. It will really crumble you, bro. You know, um, like I said, I've been in South Dakota for the last two years. Um, it ain't for us. Let's, right. let's just put that out there. Quick, quick, easy, and, and straight up, bro. It ain't I mean, for us. Yeah, I mean, we don't typically, mm-hmm. that's not on like the top 10 places Never. to go in, in the Never, country. Bro. You feel me? Never. So I would, I, would, like, I would assume that, you know. Yeah, bro. Like when I got us. there, I was dead, like, I was flying in literally. And I remember flying to the airport and all I saw was green. And I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, this is South Dakota. I said, where are we on the map? Right. They said, we're next to Wyoming. I said, mm. you mean where Kanye like did his album? It was like, <laughs> yeah. I said, yo, I gotta get out of here, dog. Like as soon as I landed, I knew I couldn't be here for too long. Right. Um, so I started really figuring out ways in that moment to keep myself active, right? That's that was when Trump was really active in the office. Okay. Um, they were having the rallies out there. So I was seeing it. You know what I mean? Um, I was out there with the whole um, you know, when the when the the guy was pretty much um his his, I guess. Killed by the police with the neck on the knee and the neck, um, you know. So it was it was a lot. It was a lot going on. Um, and I remember specifically at that point in time is where I started to find a voice for myself, and I guess you could say in the Air Force, um, and a lot of jobs, not even military related, started doing this because what ended up happening was a lot of people when this stuff happened, nobody spoke up about it. Like at all in the jobs, right? Like I had coworkers that never spoke to me a day in my life mm-hmm. that were like, to be honest, white coworkers. They never spoke to me ever. Never said good morning. Hey, you want some coffee, Joe? Nothing. But after he passed away, it was like, hey, Joe, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Now you want to talk to now, me. Yeah, now, now, yeah, now you want to talk to me. Now you, know you see me. Now you see me, bro. Like, oh, now I'm a factor? Like, nah, keep that same energy. But And I'm not saying that to have malice in your heart, but just keep that same energy. Right. There's no issue with that, bro. Mm-hmm. But... After everything happened, I started saying, nah, let's talk about this stuff because there's no reason, and going back into your job too, there's no reason you should be in your job and feel uncomfortable with where you work. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I'm sorry. Like, if I'm working for a company and I feel uncomfortable or an organization I'm comfortable, I'm not going to be here anymore. 
Right. If you can upset my skin color, my race, my gender, whatever, I'm not going to be here, bro. Mm -hmm. you, don't expect, you don't appreciate what I'm bringing to the table. So I started opening my eyes um, to that stuff. And then um, pandemic happened. Boom, it hit, right? And I was telling bro that, you know, that's when I really started figuring out what I enjoy doing, mm -hmm. right? So I sing. You know, I went to school for that, high school. I went to high school for that. And um, I'm really into arts, and that's when I really, I really figured out that okay, like, I love listening to podcasting. Like, it was so calming. Yeah, it was very peaceful. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I started watching like Drink Champs. Mm -hmm. I started watching those guys, Gilly and um, Rallo. I started watching those guys, a whole bunch of other podcasts. Um, and um, Broad Man from the Fifth Floor, yeah. he had his podcast in Brooklyn. Yeah, so Freaking Frack. Yeah, yeah Freaking yeah, Frack. Yeah, yeah, shout out to those guys. Yeah, so players. I was listening to them, and it was super dope. I mm -hmm. love the excitement they used to bring. Like, I was tuned in every time the episode dropped. So I was, right. like, looking forward to it. And I think me? that's one of the, the good things about, about podcasting is yeah. that, like, everybody has their own different style. Yes, yes. So you can bro. have, like, a, 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 a calm, like, tent, like, I'll say five, right. like a good starting five, and uh -huh. each one of them is different. It's so different, bro. So it's so like different. you get you get five different feelings from yes. each one. Yes, bro. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it because I was like, like that, like I said, some days on their shows, at least on their shows, at least it was calm. Some days it was funny. Some days it was spicy. Some mm -hmm. days it was so many different topics. So yeah. they kind of covered a lot of different things. But when I when I was watching, <clears throat> excuse me, listening to the podcasting, I was like, yo, I think I want to do this. Like, I think I want to do this for the reason of healing, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, what do I mean by that? And somebody asked me, what do I mean by that? I think podcasting for me became like a personal journey. So it was like, I want to talk about what I'm going through in my life to help somebody else out. I want to bring my friends on to, have, to give them a platform mm -hmm. so they could talk about what they want to talk about in their lives. Right. You know what I mean? I want to do that type of stuff because now I'm bridging the gap. Now I feel like people are now listening to us. And I say us as black men, black women. Now they're really hearing what we have to say. You know what I mean? And here's the beautiful thing about it. It's optional for you to tune in or not. That's like, it's, I'm not forcing you to. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not mm -hmm. saying you have to do this. Right. It's optional. But the support is free. Mm -hmm. That's the beautiful thing about podcasting and, you know, whether it's videos or just all... It's, it's free, bro. You just yeah. have to tune in and support for free. So... That's what kind of got me into it. I ended up having my own podcast at a point in South Dakota. That didn't last long. It, it was great, but it didn't last long only because COVID happened. Okay. And um, I ended up getting a mental block, bro, believe it or not. Um, and I know a lot of people told me about it and talked to me about, like, when you get in the back, when you're doing this, when you're doing that. And I was like, Yeah, I was one of them. Yeah, you yeah, were. You were, bro. You were. Yeah. You know what I mean? And shouts out to CJ because he kept me on my toes. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? He told me, Yo, Joe, stay in the, stay in the game. And I think for me, what happened was that mental block became so real. And I felt like at the point in time, I didn't have enough resources and people that I wanted to connect with, like how I am in New York. Right. I didn't have that out there. Yeah. So I was kind of like, I don't want to just continue talking and talking and talking and talking on my show by myself. I want to bring people on. Yes. I want, you know what I mean? It's, it's I know fun. one of your episodes you had, um, uh, I forgot her name, but you did a, you did it virtually. And um, and I I I sensed that you did come to a block of some mm -hmm, sort mm -hmm. and you wanted to like okay venture out yeah to other yeah. people to see like okay how can i change things yeah because be i think for me 
you don't want I didn't want, I wanted to be consistent. That was the biggest thing with the two. I wanted to be consistent. And um I had a friend tell me, she told me, you know, I enjoy listening to it. I think it's dope. I think the concepts are great. Mm-hmm. But we want more. We want more. We want more. And that more factor is kind of what, to be frank, got me scared because I was like, how do I have such a great show and continue to have a great show? Mm-hmm. Like it's like artists that put out like a great song. How do I continue to have great music? Like, right. I don't. What's the recipe? You need the follow up. You, you know what I mean. So I was kind of like, okay, all right, maybe I need to. And I thought about this. Maybe I need to come home. And when I come home and I hit the ground running and I get situated and everything, I said, maybe I'll give it a try again. Maybe I'll venture back into it. And now that I have the resources and the people that are like, hey, Joe, let's do it together. Let's work on it. You know what I mean? Um, I think that makes it more feasible. You know, if you have the support, like you said, and the, the backing and the following to mm-hmm. help you through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I'm grateful to even be on the show, bro. I appreciate you bringing me out, talking, being able to just like, you know what I mean, be real about different topics. And we even get into different stuff too. But I'm grateful for the opportunity. You know what I mean? You get people flowers while you can still smell them. That's a fact. I'm, I'm big on that. You know what I mean? Don't wait till somebody's not here to say, oh, well, I miss them and I love them. Nah, I'm not really here for that, bro. They here in right. front of you. CJ, you a great dude, bro. Appreciate you. Since we've been kids, you know what I mean? You've been nothing but love, bro. And um, keep on keep on striving as a black man, bro. I love to see it. Yeah. Anything that you do and I'm supporting, bro. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, cheers to life. Cheers to you, bro. You know what I mean? Cheers to people around you. And um, keep winning, Brody. For sure, for sure. I'm so, trying, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Trying. Um, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, um, because I don't, I don't want to make it seem like this is like an interview. But, you know, we just having a conversation. Right. What would you say is, if you do have a favorite mm. city or country mm. that you've been to while being in the military, mm. that would be your favorite? Honestly, it's crazy. Shouts out to my boy, my boy, uh, Chris, because I know he's listening in soon enough, too. He coming down here. I'm gonna I'm link y'all because he from he from actually he from Harlem. So okay, okay. He in the Air Force with me, but he from Harlem. And I tapped in with him once I went once I got in. Okay. But one of the places I would say citywide because I can give you like out in America and I can give you in America. In America, I'd probably say Arizona. Okay. I love Arizona, bro. Like I'd probably move to Arizona if I had an opportunity. You know what I mean? And that's probably gonna be my destination where I'm gonna live. Maybe in the next I don't know a few years. But... Now is it because of the weather or I would like... say it's a lot, a lot of different factors. So okay. you look at economy, you know what I mean? It's booming. Well, there's two cities actually. You got Arizona and you got Charlotte. I okay. Charlotte. Charlotte mm-hmm. is up and coming, bro. Like a lot of black young people is moving out there. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs, businesses is booming. Okay. It's really like valid for people like us. Like, mm-hmm. and when I say people like us, like us, like-minded people. Right. It's beautiful. Um, Arizona, going back to Arizona though, the economy is great. The weather is beautiful. There's not a drop of snow. It is hot, but I prefer to. This is just me. I prefer mm-hmm. to be hot over cold, bro. Like I'm like, eh, I'm done. I've I've done it for yeah. a minute since we've been living here. So I'm like, eh, I need something different. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a home out there, bro, for like for the low. For the low, bro. <laughs> I went to one of this one of my guys out there. They homes. He had like a little pool party, and um, he had like a four bedroom, like four or five bedroom, like three bathroom. Master suite, pool in the backyard. This was for like four hundred and something thousand. Mm. 
in New York, you're not paying for it. You that's literally for a two bedroom. Yeah. A two bedroom is four hundred and fifty thousand. If that Facts. you feel me? And that's not even electricity included, mm-hmm. brother. Like, you you gonna be you gonna be scraping the ground, brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's one thing I was grateful for getting into the military is seeing different things from different perspectives and seeing what else is out there. Cause New York is not the end all be all. Right. And that's one thing I, I stress to listeners, get out and travel. Please travel because yeah. some people really die in New York. Like, and mm-hmm. I hate to put it like that, but that's true. Like, yeah. you die in New York. Like, mm-hmm. you haven't seen anything else. You yeah. know what I mean? Go out. There's more to the world than Atlanta City. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Go out. See what's out there. See if you like it or you don't like it. That's it. Travel, yeah. though. You know? And outside of America, I would say probably, honestly, probably Dubai. Dubai is dope, bro. Nice. Like, it's expensive as hell. <laughs> it's expensive as hell. Right. But, um... I love it because the culture is beautiful over there, right? The culture is beautiful. The people are beautiful. Japan is also up there um, as far as the people being amazing and beautiful. Right. Um, but Dubai's culture is like, it's just one of just exquisite taste. Like, if you know, you know. Like, it's just kind of like the rich and the lavish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why I really like it. I think one of the most craziest things that I've seen over there was um, how you would see like a Honda out here or like a Civic as an a average car in the street. Their average cars were like range. Like if you, the basic car was a Range Rover, mm. that's the basic. Everything right. above that is like Lambos and all that craziness. You know yeah. what I mean? But that's that's their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Japan, um, the people are nice. The food is top tier, bro. Oh my gosh, top mm. tier. Nobody does chicken better than Asians. I want to put that out there, bro. Really? Yo, that's swear. I hope my mom's not listening because she might might pop <laughs> me in the throat one time. You feel me, bro? But mm-hmm. Koreans and Asians and I'm, Listen, in general, their chicken is top tier, bro. They know how to season that thing. Mm. See, they, they go crazy for KFC out there. Really? Yes. Yes. Mm. The chicken is great. And the grape soda is immaculate. <laughs> I know I sound, I know I sound stereotypical, you feel me? <laughs> but I must say the chicken is top tier. Right. So I'm banging with it. Okay. But okay. um Japan and um Dubai for sure. And then in states, I say it, um, Arizona. I love it, man. I definitely love it in Charlotte. So. Nice. So how when you were in Dubai, how long were you out there for? Oh man, only like it's really like three months or something like that. Three and I mean that, like that's that. a long time. It's though. still a long time. Some people only go, you know what I mean, for like a week, week yeah, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? So I did for three, about three months, you know, and I was working, like I was really, I guess you could say deployed out there, but I was working. Um, but even while I'm working out there essentially, I was able to see the city. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I went to the malls. Some of the malls out there were like, oh my gosh, bro, lavish. Mm-hmm. They had golden nuggets in the floor of the mall. Like, really? Like actual gold. Like, this is what you do with your money, bro. <laughs> like, are you serious? But hey, wow. who am I to say? You know I mean, this is your, this is your, this is your place, bro. I'm just mm-hmm. here to visit. Right. Um, they got AC outside. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy. Yeah, that's the same face I had, bro. When I was walking through the park, I said, What is this air blowing on me? And it's AC outside. In the park. In wow. the park. Yes, same face I had, bro. I was like, boy, ain't no way. Boy, ain't no way. They have AC outside, Wi-Fi outside. Like, it was great, bro. And that's all I ever asked of America. Just give me free Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like, then I'll be straight. But that's another topic for another day. (laughs) But yeah, bro. I mean, three months was straight out there. The food was cool. Food was cool, too. Um, A lot of steak. They eat a lot of steak. They don't eat pork and stuff out there. Mm -hmm. The hookah, because you know we like hookah, bro. Facts. That hookah (laughs) out there is very different. And I mean in a great way, but it's strong, bro. Mm. Oh my gosh. I think I had, no lie, like three, four pulls. Yeah, I was done. <laughs> I, was, 
<laughs> I was done after that. I said, nah, bro. I can't do it, man. And they got the big hoopers. The one that go from the, the floor yeah, all the way up to yeah, the end. Yeah, they got yeah, the big hoopers. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's worthwhile, man. If people haven't visited or if you get an opportunity to visit, definitely visit and show them love over there. Great people, man. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, actually, I've traveled a lot, but mm-hmm. I've never been to Dubai. Really? Never. Bro, you got to go, bro. It's, it's on... Honestly, depending on how... The universe is next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. It's on my list. You got to do it, bro. It's on my list. You got to do it. Because I, I, um, highly encourage you. I hear a lot of people, they come back, same thing. Yeah. You know, I love it there. Yeah. I wish I could stay longer. Yeah. And like I said, you were there for three months. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I know you experienced a lot. Oh my gosh. I loved it so much to the point where I was like, I really didn't want to leave. But I knew I had to. But I was right. like, damn, I really don't want to leave, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, I bought the whole get up. I bought, you know, the scarves that they wear. I bought, you know the whole top to bottom outfits. Like, it was dope, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really, really dope, bro. Like, if I get an opportunity to go back, I'm going to tell you that right now. Right. Uh, manifest. I'm going to go ahead and put that in the atmosphere. <laughs> Hope God is listening. But uh, give me tickets to go back, please, God. <laughs> Appreciate you. Appreciate you, OG. So, um, now, when I was younger, mm-hmm. hearing about the military right. was sort of frowned upon. <laughs> yeah. So... When I hear of close friends mm-hmm. saying they want to go or they're leaving right. or whatever, it's just like, damn, like you going to the military? military like, yeah, like, I'm hey. like, Are you sure you want to do that? Right, right. It's a big commitment. So was that something that you actually wanted to do or was it like a generational thing? I know your pops was... Yeah, he's in the Army. That's a a great question, bro. You know what I mean? And um, I'm happy that you asked that question because it was something that I never in my million thoughts thought I would do. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you the honest truth, bro. Like, you know the life I was living at BMCC? You feel me? (laughs) It was not no military-related life. Right. You know, so, I mean, what ended up leading me to the military, and I'll tell you this, right? So, and this kind of gives a little background to why I kind of got left BMCC. Mm-hmm. So um, May 8th, 2012, um, had a really bad accident at BMCC. You did? I did. I had Very a really bad. bad accident. You know what I mean? Um, pretty much ended up uh, in the hospital. I was in a coma for a little bit. but uh, And that, yeah, that scared me. Yeah, bro. That, yeah. that yeah. woke me up like, yo, wow. Yeah, bro. Yeah, but I, I, I was there. You was there. That's I the thing. There. You was there through all of it, bro. And that's there. why I appreciate and I love you to death for it. But it was scary for me because at the time I was 21. I was only 21 at the time. And I mean, it happened on school grounds in the gym. Um, it wasn't malicious or anything. Pretty much what happened is I got elbowed in the face by a guy I was playing ball with. Um, I remember his name. You know, I'm not, not going to disclose it. <laughs> uh, you know, no, he's uh, he's fine, bro. He's not a bad yeah. person. Mm-hmm. But um, he pretty much, um, he was from the Bronx and he elbowed me in my face. And I remember at the time when I when I fell, I didn't think anything was wrong with me. I mean, usually you play in sports and you fall and you get right back up, dust it off, keep going. But I couldn't get back on my feet. So I knew something was instantly wrong. Um, later down the line, I read something in the book that says, you know, if you got clear liquid coming through your ears, it's probably internal damage. You realize that at a point in time. I said, wow, okay. Um, my nose is bleeding profusely. My eye was swollen shut at that point. I knew something was bad. Couldn't breathe. Um, got rushed to New York Downtown Hospital. And that's when they told me. Um, actually, no, I was having issues breathing that night, so they put me on the ventilator. Um, and I think a few days later, after I woke up, that's when they told me, um, out of a coma, that's when they told me, you suffered 
I can't remember what the exact word is, but to put it in context, I got hit with a sledgehammer in my face, pretty much what they told me. Mm. Um, I broke my eye socket, my right eye socket, my nose. Um, I broke all my cheekbones in the right side of my face, and then my jaw was snapped in two. And, um, from playing ball. Yeah, from playing ball, bro. Shit. People would have thought it was like a car accident. Everyone was like, oh my God, you're like Kanye. I'm like, no, <laughs> not through the wire. Right, right. You feel me? But it took, it took a minute for me to rehab after that. You know what I mean? Um, Joe was wired chef for a little bit. And um, I took a lot. That's when I really started taking like the Oxycontin and stuff for the pain. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? um, but I was never reliant on it. So I was happy at that young age. I didn't get on that. Um, funny thing is that it was finals week when that injury happened. It's finals week. Um, clearly, I wasn't able to take my finals, right? So um, I want to say the year after, that's when they were like, hey, you can come back and take the finals. And I'm like, bro, so I've you- been out of school <laughs> for X amount of months, and right. y'all telling me to come back to these classes? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. Re- I was actually losing memory at that point in time after everything happened. Like, how y'all expect me to like mm-hmm. pass? Right. So in my mind, I honestly felt like they set me up for failure, right? I would put that out there. I really feel like they set me up for failure, the admin of that school, at least. Um, I went back and I was like, you know, screw it. I'll take the test. I took the test. I failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kicked me out of school. They kicked me out of school. They was like, you're clearly not even on track to pass any of these classes. You're not attending because you couldn't be here. I was like, dude, I was in the hospital. I clearly have records to show it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Ended up having a lawsuit on the school. This is what made it even nastier about it. I had a lawsuit on the school. And they were only trying to pay for maybe 10%. Of wow. my injury or and the hospital stay. And that's that's like that's like a 70k, 70k hospital stay plus the surgery. I had like plastic reconstructive surgery. It mm-hmm. was a lot of bread, man. And uh I mean I had some great lawyers, so thank God. Shouts out to them. Um ended up hitting that settlement, being it. Um so it was in my favor, praise be to God. But it's just for me, it was a lot at that young age. Yeah. And then I was at home and rehabbing and stuff, and I had to learn how to do everything all over again. So I tell a lot of people, never take things for granted. You know what I mean? Like, don't take life for granted. Don't take the little things you do as far as brushing your teeth, brushing your hair, um, all these types of stuff. You know what I mean? Taking a shower. Like, don't take that for granted, bro, because there's people that are handicapped that that don't have that. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have that, bro. So yeah. They have people that have to do it for them. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, so I ended up, um, you know what I mean, being helped through a lot of stuff with my parents. They helped me out. Shouts out to them. And um, my sister as well, my brothers. And I think at that point, I really wanted to take ball seriously. I'm not trying to sound like a hood dream, but right. I wanted to take ball seriously. But at that point, I was like, yeah, this is probably really not going to work. Like, mm-hmm. I'm injured. Yeah, this is, I'm probably not going to do this competitively. Um, my dad put the idea in my head, and I was dating my ex-wife at the time. And he, she was doing planes. She, she flew planes out of Delaware State and um, University. And I was back in New York. And he was like, hey, maybe you should join the Air Force. And I was like, uh, nah, not doing <laughs> right. it, bro. Like, I'm gonna nap, bro. Yeah. Um, then she put the idea in my head. She was like, yo, you know what I mean? Um, I'll do with you. And I was kind of like, oh, word, that's what's up. I bet. I'll think about it more. Um, some days passed, and I said, okay, cool. You know what? I'll do four years. I, I told him, I said, listen, Pop, I'll do four years. If I like it, cool. If I don't, I'm out. I'm done, bro. I'm I'm coming right back. I'm gonna find a job. I'm gonna make my shit boom over here. Ended up joining, and I I really kind of enjoyed it at the point in time, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, time change, government change, all types of different stuff changed. But I enjoyed it at the time. So really, it was a little bit of tradition because my dad did it, my uncle did it, 
our uncles did it, you know what I mean? So it was a lot of people that was kind of like, oh, I wanted to make these people proud a little bit. And I kind of wanted to do it for myself to say, well, see, you did it. Like, mm-hmm. You did something that you said you were going right. to um, Would I encourage the younger folk now to join military? Probably not. And I'm going to be very frank about it. If you're in the military currently, I appreciate your service. Thank you for what you do. Um, standing alongside me in the fight, in the war. But to my my people that's currently in, get it for what it's worth. Get all your benefits. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because I always look at it like, they're going to milk you for what you're worth. So you better milk them for what they're worth. Right. Get your benefits, get your school, get your, get your medical, all that. I mean, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Do it all, bro, if you're ready in. If you're not in, I wouldn't say to join right now because we're in a space, and if you read, you kind of know where we got Russia, we got China. That's a whole nother type of realm. Honestly, I never want to go to war with those people. I really don't because if you know, you know. Like China's mm-hmm. really like, yeah, they're up there. Um, yeah, I wouldn't do it now, bro. If I had to go back, I probably wouldn't do it again. Bro. Really? Honestly, I, I probably wouldn't do it again. So if you didn't do it, what would you want to do? Oh, man. Probably in the industry, either in the music industry or fashion industry. Okay. Um, and in the music industry, more so probably being a singer, backup singer, um, or even in the background. You know what I mean? As a writer, as a producer, as mm-hmm. a, you know what I mean, engineer, stuff of that nature. Because mm-hmm. this is how you still, you're still on the scene, but you don't have to be, you know what I mean, that that guy or girl. Yeah, in the front yeah, row. yeah. You don't have to be that guy. Right. Or a musician, because I play the big guitar as well. So okay. um, I think that's always been a passion. I've always been around musicians, you know what I mean, that are that are gifted. So um, I always want to follow that that lane. If not that lane, fashion has always been my love. Okay. Um, you know, I had my own brand for a little bit. Um, COVID also stopped that, so great. <laughs> but we're pushing because, you know what I mean, dreams don't die, mm-hmm. visions don't die. So... Um, you just kind of got to push through it and I'm happy to be back home so I can try to do that. But either fashion or music, bro, for sure. Okay, okay. I mean, that, that kind of makes sense because, um, well, playing a part of me actually knowing you, right? Um, you're, you have your hands in both. Right, right. So um, as far as the, the fashion side, um, you have a very unique style to Appreciate you. So that. I don't, I mean, I don't know if that's, just a you thing that's mm. a New York thing or what, but... It's a little bit of everything, bro. N- New Yorkers have a different, yes. like, yes, style. Yes, bro. I You're love like, it. We stand out everywhere in we the do. world. We do. So, um, like I said, that that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, while being in the military, do mm. you... Um, are you, like, up to date with what's going on in the world as far as, like fashion or music mm-hmm. or say TV shows or movies, whatever. Okay. It depends where you at. So okay. damn, I never thought about that. Yo, these questions I'm good, <laughs> CJ. Damn, bro. <laughs> questions is I mean, mad I know good. you said you're in the what, yeah. South Dakota now. Right? Yes, I was in so, South Dakota. Yep. So, so like last do you years. get a chance to to like say watch so movies or like Yeah, stuff for like that? sure. I was definitely in tune with movies. Um the only thing that not the only thing, there's a lot about that sucked about being out there. Mm-hmm. But Biggest thing was definitely fashion. Okay. I was not able to get my hands on a lot of different pieces. Mm-hmm. The networking, there was really nobody out there, so who can I network with? Right. Um, I was doing a lot of like social media networking, but it required me to fly a lot of places. And at mm-hmm. the time I couldn't because of work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fashion definitely it, it definitely took a toll. 
So I wasn't able to do that. Then you had um, music. I was still in tune with music, um, but not as much if if I was in an actual bigger city. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, like I said, it plays a part in where you're from. If I was stationed in like a, a Cali or like a Jersey, mm-hmm. I'd probably have more, be more in tune with the music. Because and be I'm accessible. Like, it's accessible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Radio stations, all types of different stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that out there. Um, TV, of course, I stayed on top of it. I really just did more of like watching sports, okay, um, basketball, football, stuff of that nature. Um, that was and then movies. I guess you could say I had like HBO Prime and all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. I was really into those things, but not really. It was more so really a regular day for me in South Dakota was go to work, come home from work, go to the gym for like an hour, two hours, come home. By that point, it's like seven. You make yourself some dinner. You watch a little bit of basketball, football, whichever is on. Smoke a hookah and go to bed. <laughs> I got to make sure I get a hookah. Yeah. But that was really about it, bro. Like, that's that was a day in the life of Joe in South Dakota. Like, right. Monday to Friday. And then on the weekends, probably like a game night on Saturday night, play some spades. Or um, really kick in. We all just watch the game. Because there's no downtown life. There's no none of that, bro. Like, right. they had a bar called Teddy's. Yeah, that bar was terrible. <laughs> bro, top tier, terrible. Now, was it like, the, the atmosphere? Was it the music? Oh, everything. Oh, oh, wow. Bro, they were playing Usher, yeah, in the club. That was their banger. Yes, they were playing Usher, wow. yeah, bro. That was their banger. <laughs> Sheesh. I said, yo, can y'all play some, some Pop Smoke? They're like, what? Like, Who's that? <laughs> Who's that? Don't come on, bro. Don't disrespect my city like that, bro. Chill out. Bro. Wow. Y'all gotta chill. And this is this was recently. It's very much recently. Wow. Anytime they'll be like, Joe, are you gonna put on the butters tonight? First of all, <laughs> first of all, you're gonna stop disrespecting my town like that. It's that do the woo dance, Joe. Like, nah, bro. I'm not a little monkey. I'm not right. gonna dance yeah. where y'all tell me to dance. I'm gonna do it. So come on. But don't tell me to do it. I'm right, gonna do right. it on my own. You feel me? Like That's so it funny. was it was a lot of that. It, yeah. it was it was a lot of corny vibes. I mean, I genuinely didn't like it. Club mm-hmm. scene in Japan, though, <laughs> different. Yeah. Different in Japan. They love Americans. Mm-hmm. Jap- Japanese people love Americans, especially black Americans. Okay. Male or female. So I mean, um, I was I was big in the club scene out there because when I when I was out there, I really became really cool with a lot of the DJs. Mm-hmm. Um and I kind of, what I really did was become the hype man. Okay. I really became the guy in the mic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that's when I fell in love and I was kind of like, I could probably do this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I really enjoyed it. And I wasn't getting paid. I was just doing it because I loved it. For the love of it. You know yeah. what I mean? For the love of it. That's all I cared about. Um, yeah, I went to, I think what really put me into that experience was I went to One Oak. And um, One Oak is a franchise club. You know, they got yeah, different yeah. clubs wherever. And they had one in Japan and Tokyo. And I went out there and Odell Beckham was out there at the time. This was a new year. Odell Beckham was out there. I want to say, uh, what's those two twins? Those not the twins, the brothers, the Shuele or something like that. Those two guys. Ray Schmer. Ray Schmer, yeah. Ray Schmer was out there. Um, I want to say like two actors and that was about it. But if you know Odell, Odell going to be in a section turn, you know, mm-hmm. be dancing, doing his thing. And it was good vibes because here I am, a kid from Queens. You feel me? And I'm standing next to Odell and and, and, and Shway Lee and these guys and Ray Schmerd and whatever. And we all turned up. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, they're not celebrities. They're just normal people having fun with me. Yeah. So it was a good experience, man. And um, I would do it again. Absolutely. But definitely, Tokyo's club scene is insane. Mm-hmm. Their fashion is... Oh, bro, when I tell you... It's another thing I'm happy to be talking about. Because fashion in, in Japan, 
I guess you could say in that those areas, those regions, insane. Mm. They don't care about like, like I guess Yeezys and stuff like. They really don't believe it or not because it, those are like in thrift stores. Believe it or not, like really, yes, like Yeezys, like three fifty, seven fifties, all the, they're in like thrift stores. I had bought a Montclair from a thrift store. Wow. Yes, bro. I sold it because it was it was an uh, orange Montclair. I think you see me with it. Right, I, right, right. The yeah, yeah, I had an yeah, orange yeah. Montclair. Mm. I sold that sucker because I was like, eh, I can't really do too much. Yeah. I just need a regular black jacket. It's too loud. It's too loud. Bro. It's a little too loud for me. <laughs> yeah. so back in the day, I could pull it off. Now I'm a little older, man. Like, eh. mm-hmm. But um, I, I got it in a thrift store. You feel me? And it was pretty much brand spanking new. Okay. They got, I mean, Canada Goose, all these other... You know, all these I other am. jackets. Oh, bro, everything. Gucci, Louis, Fendi, Prada. You're looking for it? Go to the thrift store. Mm. They have it brand new. Because you got to remember, this is where a lot of this stuff is made. Yeah. So they don't really care to like buy it for retail. They're like, oh, whatever. We can get it when we need it. Right. Yeezys, they could care less, bro. They can. They wear a lot of New Balance. They wear a lot of Pro Keds. Uh, Asics. Stuff like that. Mm. You know what I mean? But they have a chill swag out there. They love pea coats and bubble jackets. Let me tell you. And the joints that come below your knees, yo, they be on <laughs> point with that joint, bro. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it, but I mean, it, 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 their fashion is definitely different, bro. For sure. For sure. For wow, sure. that's that's crazy. Yeah, bro. Um, but I had asked if you um are like up to date with the with the movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that, TV shows, because mm. um we're living in a time now where, you know, because of COVID, yep. a lot of people are, you know, staying at home or they're not going to the movies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, so I don't know if you if you caught up on um BMF. Oh, have a yes. So I recently just uh I had binge watched like maybe I watched the first episode uh-huh. and then I fell off for like a couple of weeks and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna wait till this finished. Okay. And then I'm gonna just binge watch the rest of it. Okay, bet. That was a good ass show. I'm telling you, bro, they know what fifty that can't miss. That show, he he fifty can't miss. Yo, he can't miss, and he from Queens, so shout Queens yo, get the money. Shout out to Queens. Queens. I'm telling you, man, he from Queens. We can't yo, miss, man. That that was a good show. Yeah, yeah. that I mean, the last episode, I was a little, I was a little iffy. Yeah, it was iffy on. It was. It's like a cliffhanger. Um, it leave you on a that cliffhanger. too, but um, because obviously, if you know what happened in real life right. and you know right. what happened but mm-hmm. um, I mean they did get renewed for a second season so yeah. I am um, happy to see what's going on with that mm-hmm. um, but there was just certain scenes of that last episode I'm like I don't no, know Jackie, like I don't know, even you know like when he when he shot yeah, when he shot the girl mm-hmm. well he killed the girl he not even him. shot he killed, killed the girl the I'm just like that wouldn't happen in real life Nah, it won't. Not so. You know that a lot of movies and shows have fluff. What right. they call fluff, they add a lot of layers that definitely probably never happened. Mm-hmm. But for dramatics, they add a little bit of it. You know what I mean? And I get. I think it was that. Do I think that it was necessary? Yes. She had to go. She had to go, bro. <laughs> she had to go. She had to go. <laughs> she, she had I mean, to go. she had to go. Yeah, but she didn't have to go like that. <laughs> nah, bro. But I just think you know what it was. He, Meech gave him an ultimatum um, a while ago. He said, stop. Stop messing with her, bro. She's bad for business. Spoiler alert the for, the, for the listeners oh, spoiler who haven't. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you know, if you have not seen it, I probably, <laughs> probably should cut this off for right. the next two minutes. Yeah. Then cut it back <laughs> on. But honestly, I feel like, bro, like, she had to go. She had to go because she's bad for business. You don't mix business with pleasure. You don't. True. You, bro, bro, you, I mean, you, you don't. 
It's not good though because once it starts costing you your business, your business is your money. Your money is your customers. If your customers are messed up, your business is messed up. Your money's messed up. But he was getting money regardless. Yeah, for because sure. Mish gave them each gave but them the thing, all work. So exactly. But here's the kicker: he trusted them. That's the trust factor. Mm -hmm. I trust you that you're gonna cut this off. Mm -hmm. He said to him, "Yeah, I cut it off a long time ago, bro. I'm not messing with him." Mm -hmm. But you still were messing with him, right? Bro. So here's the thing: like at that point, it's Meech is like, either y'all both gonna go. And I'm going to take both of y'all out, mm -hmm. or you're going to take her out. Right. Who's your loyalty to, bro? Mm -hmm. So I kind of get it. And that's what a lot of these shows are big on, which is loyalty. You know what I mean? And I think if, like, if you know the real story of the BMF, you know what I mean, whatnot, mm -hmm. um, he he thrived off of loyalty. It's yeah. really, that's what the Black Mafia family stood off of, just loyalty. Loyalty mm -hmm. over everything. Or loyalty before dishonor. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I love the show, personally. I know 50 can't miss. I don't even power's out right now. Uh, I just seen the episode today. Yeah, I, did, yo, I, I still didn't get into it yet. Yo, brother, I still didn't get into it. Maybe you need, maybe. To, you need, to, you need to definitely hit that up. Yeah, it's, I got to get like into it. Got to get into it. It's fire. It's really fire. I like what's going on because um, it's giving a lot of young actors a chance to really like flourish. Right. I really love that, bro. Like especially with the BMF, the fact that he got his son to play his dad. Mm -hmm. And what was dope was that I was reading the interview and. You know, um, Junior pretty much saying, which is his son. The Junior was like, you know, me playing my dad gave me an opportunity to get closer to my dad. Mm -hmm. Because now I really understood what he went through in his, you know, his adult life and what put him here. Mm -hmm. So now I really have a closer connection with my dad. And at the end of the day, you can't put a price on that. Mm -hmm. You really can't put a price on that. You know yeah. what I mean? So I genuinely think that 50 did the right thing. You know what I mean? In that sense, in that sense of casting. Um... I love that he's using, at least for power and stuff, I love that he's using New York. You know what I mean? It's really a, like a New York show. Right. So if you're from New York, you're going to know. Like, oh, snap, that's in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Oh, snap, that's in Queens. Mm -hmm. um, Raising Canaan. That right. was all in Queens. Right you know here. what I mean? Right yeah. here in Queens. Right, right here in Hollis and, and Jamaica and, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Baisley. Um, Baisley all, yeah. Bro, it's all over Queens. So that's why mm -hmm. I loved it. Um, it's authentic. Mm -hmm. It's authentic. You know what I mean? So... Uh, yeah, bro, 50, 50 can't miss. Uh, yeah. 50 can't miss. Kevin can't miss neither right now. Kevin it's Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't finish Ooh, that. I didn't that finish show that. is fire. Yeah, I didn't finish it. It's it, it puts you in a different realm of experiencing Kevin Hart. Because right. for me, we all know that Kevin Hart's a comedian. Ha ha he he. Um, a lot of people kind of feel he's not funny no more. Um, that he's going commercial. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that to a degree, right? Same here. I agree with that to a degree. Because I'm kind of like, damn, Kev. Like, kind of did go a little commercial. But now he's looking at it at how many more people can I impact, mm -hmm. right? It's not about, for him, I guess it's not about the jokes like that no more. Um, I think it's more about my money, my family, and my impact. Mm -hmm. And with this movie or, or limited show that I guess you could say, limited series that he put out, yo, him and Wesley Snipes, I've never thought that those two would have an interaction like that. Mm -hmm. It's fire. Like, right. the fact that you can put both of those guys with resumes in a room together, and it's just like magic. Mm -hmm. Shit crazy. It's crazy. Right. It's crazy, bro. Like, if you haven't watched that show, I think it's uh, called uh, True True Story. True Story, yeah. True Story. If you haven't watched on it on Netflix, please yeah. go take a look at it. It's really an amazing show. It's only like maybe eight episodes or something like that or seven. Mm -hmm. um, but a really good show. Right. Really, really good show, bro. Now, this is super random, right? Okay. So you, saw, you see how they have movies like Avengers and... They have Alien vs. Predator yeah. and all these other sci-fi movies. Mm -hmm. You think that's just movies or like... 
Because I honestly feel yeah. like Thor is up there. Nah, Thor is top tier, bro. No, I mean like, like oh, you he, mean he's like real. He, he's real. He's real. Yeah, like, like he's in real life. Front. I hope not, though, bro. Like, I really feel like Thanos and all of them like are really chilling real? in... Like, this is really what I think about. Bro, I'm not mad in the at crib, you, I'm, I'm not like, mad at you, though, bro. I'll, I'll be watching these movies, right? And right. I'm like, okay, so you mean to tell me they have Avenger movies, right? Yeah. And on a certain timeline, this is going on. Right. And then they would get mad uh-huh. that the Eternals <laughs> wasn't there. Right. So they're like, yo, we was fighting a whole war mm-hmm. over here. Now, wherever y'all are at, Y'all was doing what y'all was doing, mm-hmm. but y'all couldn't come save me. But then you got, but then before that, you had before um, Avengers, mm-hmm. you got uh, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, where yeah. she's chilling, where she's at, yeah, she's and so now they're trying to figure out, okay, where you was at when we was <laughs> down here putting in the work. So now I'm sitting here like, all right, Yo, we, if all of this is going on, yeah. you, so you telling me this is not real life? Like they not you know really what it out is? there? Like, I really just, feel like. I'm, you know what's weird? You never, you never, you never thought about that, Wong. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm not. Deep I'm not. Nah, I can't just be me. I can't just be me. You never thought about that? A little bit, bro. A little bit. I touched on it. Like it was like a brief though. I was like, nah. The so only you figure, person you, you figure in Thor, right? Right. I think it was the first one mm-hmm. where they said it was in the books. Mm-hmm. This happened years ago. Yeah, eons. It's That's in what I'm books. saying. They said in books. That's it's what I'm in saying. books. So you tell so you think me, it's like you know, DC? Thor is Yeah, like like BC and stuff like that. So you not you telling me they not not out there? Not Captain Marvel though, bro. Nah, they gotta be Captain Marvel. That's it. They gotta be out, nah. Especially not Captain America, bro. I'm saying the only person that I genuinely, in my heart of hearts, maybe it's because it's a black thing. I don't know. I feel like Black Panther's real. That's just me. Mm -hmm. Somebody in Africa is over here kicking ass and taking names. Okay, in some village, it's possible. I really believe that. I don't think his name is Black Panther. You know what I mean? Or or whatever his name is. I don't mm-hmm. think it's that. But right. I definitely think he's out there kicking ass take names. I mean, it's you know possible. Me? It's possible. But I mean, uh, that was that was just a little, a little, you know, small, small thing. People even ask me, do you believe in aliens and stuff? I'm like, oh shoot, that's a that's a that's a that's a topic, brother. I'm telling um, you, they they I, out there. I've never seen, you know, the like the UFOs and all that craziness and stuff like that. Um, contrary to what people believe in the military uh, or about the military, no, we don't seize UFOs, we don't fly UFOs. I'm telling you, brother, nine to five in the military, I have nothing to do with UFOs. I literally deal with cargo. I deal with people in cargo. That's it. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I see like, you know, um, news articles and pictures of like sightings and stuff, I don't know if it's necessarily real or if it's like a figment of your imagination. Mm-hmm. Do I feel like there's an extra life up there? If there is, I never want to run into it. Okay. That's the thing. Because I don't know what they're capable of. I don't. Mm-hmm. And if you lived for all these years, yeah, I don't. You know more than me. Clearly, you know more than me. So, uh, do I believe in it? Yes or no? <laughs> Have I ever seen it? No. And I hope I never do see it. Right. But hey, that's neither here nor there, bro. Neither here nor there. So I want to start a new segment. Okay. Um, I haven't figured out a name for it yet, mm-hmm. but. Um, one of the things that I've encountered during the early part of the pandemic, because mm. technically we're still, we're still in, a in the pandemic, pandemic right? Is well, for some people a pandemic, right? Ooh. Right. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. So, um, 
I mean, it's it's holiday season too, That's so I might have to, you know, top of the morning. We outside, brother. Make a couple phone calls. You know what I mean? But you know, back you to know. the uh, you know matter of hands. Um, I I happen to uh, come across an individual who mm. I would like to actually get him up here. Okay. Um, his name is Flo. Okay. And uh, he, I want to say, is part of the reason why I uh, support black businesses. Okay, bet. So, um. One of the things that I want to incorporate every episode going forward mm. is acknowledging or putting to the forefront a black business, whether mm. it's selling soap, whether mm. it's selling shoes, right. whether it's, you know, anything. Right. So during the pandemic, mm -hmm. this uh, individual, um, Shawana King. Okay. Uh, came out with a book called Swiped. Okay. So just to give a little backstory of what the book is about, mm -hmm. it um, is about scamming. Okay, man. You know, credit cards, stuff like that. Shawana King. She used I'm to be- I'm pretty sure you heard Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure yes, yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, you know, she is from Brooklyn. Yes. Okay, yeah. And mm -hmm. she uh, basically was in the game. Yeah. And she came up. Definitely did. You know, was flying Man. out all over the world and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And she basically put it into a book. I didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. I forgot how I actually came across it. Mm -hmm. But um, I think she was talking about making a you know, dropping a book. Mm -hmm. And I said, I want to get that book because I want to read it. Right. So when she actually had, because I think she came out with digital first and yeah, then she had the physical. Sure. Okay, bet. So I said, you know what? I'm not even going to get the digital. Right. I'm going to get the you. physical mm -hmm. because I actually wanted to get into, you know, books and stuff yep. like that. So got the book. I read it. Mm -hmm. And reading the book, I felt like I was there. Really? That's that's how how deep it was for me. Right. I don't know about anybody else, right. but that's how it was for me. Okay. And, you know, being in a t living in a time where that still is sort of going on. It is. It's like... um. I don't want to say I can relate, mm -hmm. but being that you know of what's going on, oh, you can, can relate. relate. We can relate. So I, this week, mm -hmm. I want to shout out Shawana, and mm -hmm. I want to say on social media, you can mm -hmm. find her as Shawana King. Yeah, you can. And okay. I encourage everyone to to buy this book. It's called Swiped. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if she's going to do a follow-up. I'm not or sure. Or if she's going to do like a totally different like book. another right, but um, yeah, this is my product, my black business that That's I fire. supported, and I want everyone else to support. Um, like I said, going forward, mm -hmm. I want to every week just put us out there, right? You know, because there's a lot of. I'm pretty sure after you know this episode drops, mm -hmm. people are gonna be like, "Oh, I never even knew she existed." Bro, let me tell you, it's crazy because this is not planned at all for anyone listening. This is not planned, literally. Two weeks ago, there's a show on VH1 called True Crime. Mm -hmm. And she was in an episode. Right. Yeah. Shawana King. Yeah. And that's where I kind of really tapped into, oh, snap. She's from Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. Like, it's so real because that's what? 10 minutes away from us? 15 minutes of that? Mm -hmm. It's like, we know the lifestyle. We know people that, you know what I mean? Or know, knew of. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to incriminate nobody. But we knew of people that may have done stuff or whatever the case is. And it's like, oh, snap. Like, it's so relatable. Right. You know what I mean? So the fact that I kind of saw the transition, 
even we're watching the show, you know what I mean? And um, she changed her life around. She really started helping people. And she wanted to, you know what I mean, make sure nobody went through what she went through. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, snap. So when you said the name, I was like, oh, it my gosh. Bell, like, yeah. I rang a bell. Like, yo, right. I remember her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So shout out to her, you know what I mean, for being a, you know, a, black, a black woman that's in power, that is really leading the forefront, um, changing her life around, for changing her life around, for... Um, I mean, empowering other young women to do the same. Yeah. Um. So shouts out to her, man, because there's and not a not not enough people doing that. And I don't want to make it seem like it's a Brooklyn thing. No. Nah, she nah, literally nah. turned a negative into a positive. That's really a fact. I don't know if you caught the pun, yeah, Biggie. Negative, negative positive. That's a fact. But it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> but, um, but um. But yeah. I'm so. Weak. But yeah, you know, shouts to shouts to Shawana. Yeah. And um, I know that we could go on yeah. for hours and hours, yeah, yeah, for sure. but um. I definitely appreciate you coming out. No doubt, man. Um, hopefully, sometime in the future, mm-hmm. to have you back out here. Yeah, for sure, bro. On the show. Um, I don't know if you um, are you on social media still. Yes, or? I am back on social media. Thank okay, you for okay, that, okay. bro. I okay. am back on social media, everybody. Um, after a little bit of a hiatus, I okay. think it was necessary for me. Um, pretty much, uh, sometimes you just cleanse your life. Take social media off your phone, come back on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just me. But my social media, for those that want to know, is underscore Saint Joe, underscore S A I N T J O. Um, yeah, should be the only one. Um, add me, you know what I mean? Chop it over me, shoot me a DM, whatever the case is. Ask questions. You know what I mean? Hey, um, I'm here to assist in any way possible, here to use my um networking abilities to link two parties together. So um, if there's anything I could do for anyone listening, please don't afraid, be afraid to hesitate to hit me up, man, for sure. Okay, okay. So, you know, hopefully we mm-hmm. can, you know, get the book of Joe yes. back yeah, and we Yeah, we're going to get this hopefully. back rolling down the road, man, because okay, okay. Uh, we got CJ now, man. And CJ, CJ in the cut like a Band-Aid. You know right, what I mean? Right. So <laughs> we got we to gotta, we gotta get it popping off again because uh, it's definitely a passion of mine. And even him having me on his show kind of... You know what I mean? Brought that back out of me, and I enjoy it, and I'm really happy that I was able to do this. Um, once again, thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Um, biggest takeaway I want anyone listening to know is that if there's help out there, you should seek it. Right. If you want to talk right. on a serious note, talk to anybody. Even if it's not us two sitting here or, or, or anybody else, talk. I want somebody to find somebody and talk to them. Ask people how their day is going. Simple conversation can go a really long way. Um, and make sure you're checking on your people on, during the holiday season and tell somebody that you care about them and love them, man. So that's just my tidbit, bro. Yes, sir. And um, you can also follow podcast page, mm-hmm. Silent Noise Podcast, on across the board, all social media platforms. Um, you can listen to, you can tune in. Right now, via SoundCloud, Silent Noise Podcast, I'm your host, CJ, and we are out of here. Wow.